cutting right to the chase, if you are an employee, a novated lease is generally, and I'd say overwhelmingly, the cheapest way to own a car. It really is that simple. A novated lease is cheaper than getting conventional car finance, and I know it's counterintuitive, but it's even cheaper than paying cash, amazingly enough. We'll drill down into that in just a sec. With a novated lease, you don't pay the GST on the car up to a limit set by the government. This is a huge chunk off the purchase price for most people. So that's thousands of dollars you're going to save right there. FYI, the maximum possible GST saving is $6,191. That's when you crash into that limit set by the ATO. They adjust it every financial year. And this figure is current for 2023-24. It's called the car limit, which corresponds to a vehicle costing $68,108. Incidentally, I've run all the numbers and the rest of this report past my contacts at Novated Lease Australia. They're real experts at this, and I've known the owners since the age of the dinosaurs, basically. And I know the senior executive management team as well. I trust them and therefore you can trust them too. If you're thinking about doing this and you need some advice, novatedleaseaustralia.com.au. Obviously, some employers out there are locked into particular novated leasing providers. But if you have any flexibility, the dudes at Novated Lease Australia would be pleased to help you. NovatedLeaseAustralia.com.au for more there. So for an employee, a novated lease is the only way to own a new car where the obligation to pay that GST on the purchase price just goes away up to $6,191, which is quite the free kick when you think about it. You can include the running costs too, things like fuel, insurance, servicing, new tires, etc. So you won't be paying the GST on these things either. They call that a fully maintained novated lease. Most people tend to go that way, understandably. Essentially, you work out a rational operating cost budget and that's included in the payments. Then you track the actual cost of those expenses versus the budgeted cost using a mechanism that's provided by the Novated Leasing Company, usually through an online portal, often in conjunction with an FPOS card specifically for vehicle expenses. You just log on from time to time and see how the running costs are tracking versus the budget. You don't even need to use the car for work with a novated lease. Like you can use it for work, but it can be exclusively for your own private use. It can even be a used car up to seven years old. Here's how it works. Technically, every novated lease, also called salary sacrifice, is a three-way agreement between you, your employer, and a specialist novated leasing company. Each party has different roles. You get to use the car exclusively for the term of the lease. You agree to let your employer make the payments as a payroll deduction. The funds come out of your pre-tax salary, which is why they call it salary sacrifice. This means two things, okay? A, some of the money you would otherwise have paid in income tax is now helping to pay for that new car. And B, it also means your taxable income just got lower. 
your employer agrees to make the payments from your pay on your behalf. They come out as an automated deduction. So there's really not that much heavy lifting for you or your employer to do administratively. Actually, novated leases are a real bonus for employers because they're a great way of rewarding and retaining employees by offering those people a real benefit that actually costs the business very little. Most of the other employee rewards, incentives and benefits, they tend to cost heaps. The administrative burden falls to the Novated Leasing Company, which procures the vehicle, establishes the lease and manages all of the contractual and compliance aspects of the Novated Lease. They handle the paperwork, essentially, and they glue all of the moving parts together. In many ways, a Novated Lease is quite similar to some other kinds of car finance. For example, the cost of the vehicle and the interest minus the balloon or residual payment at the end is spread over the term of the finance. But with a novated lease, you get to mobilise your pre-tax salary and you make it work for you. It also removes the burden of paying the GST up to that $6,191 limit set by the government. And that means if you choose to salary sacrifice a car costing $68,108 or more, the GST saving is going to be limited to $6,191, which is still a sizable chunk off the amount you would pay if you use cash to buy the car or conventional car finance. Just be aware that if you're in the fortunate position of being able to afford a car costing for example, 150 grand or something, the GST saving is going to max itself out at $6,191. Now, I've had a few people email me and basically complain that under a novated lease, you don't actually own the car. And technically, that's true. The novated leasing company owns the car on paper. They technically lease it to you. And this allows them to claim the GST as an input tax credit, like part of their business activity statement reporting, and they get to pass this saving on to you. Two points on that. It's their technical ownership of the car that saves you the GST up to that $6,191 limit. That's a saving that you cannot access any other way as an employee, and I'd have to suggest that 6000 bucks is a lot of money to most people. And secondly, as a practical matter, the car really is your car for the duration of the lease. It's your car in practice. It's for your sole use. It's registered in your name. You can choose all the discretionary operational aspects that owners typically choose, like insurance and choice of servicing dealer, etc. In practice, like operationally, this feels like you own the car, with a GST saving of up to 6191 bucks that you just somehow didn't need to pay. So to me, this seems like an entirely arbitrary thing to object to because this form of ownership confers no practical negative impact on you but you do get the massive GST saving which you frankly can't get any other way as an employee. While we're talking about potential objections 
a lot of people get back to me and they argue that the cheapest way to acquire any new car is to pay cash. And while this is certainly true in the context of versus conventional car finance, it's generally not true when compared to the cost of a novated lease. And there are two reasons for that. Firstly, the cars are going to be different prices. If you pay cash for a new car, you will pay GST. It is a big chunk of cash and you must pay it. Not so with a novated lease, as discussed. And secondly, if you're paying for the car with money that you saved, you paid income tax on that income and put what was left over in the bank. Therefore, you did not get to use any of that pre-tax income to contribute to your savings and accruing that balance in the bank did not reduce your taxable income. You paid these costs up front and your bank balance is like the remainder. And I get that you don't actually go to the post office or something and pay your income tax over the counter. I expect there would be riots in the street if everyone had to do that every week. Income tax comes out automatically under the radar, but you still pay it. Look at it this way. If you're in that 45001 to $120,000 annual salary tax bracket, every dollar you earn over forty five grand attracts 32.5 cents of income tax. So in order for you to save a thousand bucks in the bank, you have to earn $1,481.48. And you have to pay $481.48, which is 32.5 cents in the dollar, like roughly one third. And then there's a thousand bucks left over. And that's what you save. And I understand that you don't necessarily feel the 481 bucks being extracted because it comes out automatically, but you certainly pay it. With a Novate at least, that 32.5 cents in the dollar of what would otherwise become income tax becomes spending power, which makes a Novate at least stack up very positively compared with any cash that you might have saved. Now, I'm no financial advisor, okay? And this report is not financial advice. It's just general information on how novated leases work. But to me, it makes sense to use your savings on things like holidays and new furniture, perhaps a bathroom reno or whatever, where there's no tax benefit to be had. As you can see in this example from novatedleaseaustralia.com.au, for a driver on 120,000 bucks a year, driving 15,000 Ks annually, and with a car loan interest rate of 7.5%, the cost of acquiring and running a Tesla Model 3 rear-wheel drive over five years is going to be $82,467 if you buy it outright with savings, okay? And it's $95,837 if you get conventional car finance. But with a novated lease, it's going to be just $69,214. That's a substantial saving in the context of ordinary household budgets. Novated leasing is even more powerful if you decide you want an EV or a plug-in hybrid. For complete disambiguation on this, 
plug-in hybrids are also called plug-in hybrid EVs or simply PHEVs. It's all the same high-tech voodoo, basically. The plug-in hybrid typically has a bigger battery and a bigger electric motor system than a conventional hybrid. It can typically operate for some distance in EV-only mode, i.e. with no tailpipe emissions. Generally, that's a few tens of kilometres with each outing, like a home-to-office commute or something. You can plug these vehicles into a wall outlet, just like an EV, and recharge the battery. If you're on a long trip, you can then run them entirely using the combustion engine if you want, meaning you don't need to stress out about recharging in remote locations or otherwise succumbing to range anxiety. So a plug-in hybrid might be well worth considering if you do occasional longer trips into the regions and you'd rather not worry about the questionable state of regional recharging infrastructure en route. An EV is probably better if you intend to use the car with a wall box charger at home and or work or you live in a city with access to a lot of public charging infrastructure and you mainly operate the vehicle in that kind of environment. The federal government recently decided to incentivize the uptake of EVs and plug-in hybrid EVs by making novated leasing even more attractive for the owners of those vehicles. It involves wiping the slate clean on fringe benefits tax, which is called FBT basically, and that's up to a limit as well. It's a different limit than the GST, of course. It's up to $89,332 in the 2023 to 24 financial year. This means, for example, for many people, a Tesla Model 3 is probably going to cost you about the same as a ubiquitous Toyota Corolla in terms of the impact on your take-home pay. And I have to say, to me at least, that's pretty amazing. One of these vehicles, after all, is a status symbol, and the other is a Toyota Corolla. In this example from NovatedLeaseAustralia.com.au, which is for somebody earning $100,000 annually every year, over four years with a 37.5% residual and driving 15,000 kilometres a year in each case, a hybrid Corolla, and this is Ascent Sport Equipment Spec, is going to cost you $232.11 per week, meaning that's the reduction in your take-home pay. The Tesla Model 3 rear-wheel drive is going to cost you $237.94. Again, that's the reduction in take-home pay. And yeah, that is more, but it's only $5.83 a week more. And plenty of people I know spend more than that on coffee every day. So I'd make that a line ball call. One observation I'm going to make here is that a lot of people have been on the fence concerning EVs. Like, generally they might go for one if only the damn things weren't so expensive. Cost is therefore a principal barrier to EV uptake for many people. Nobody enjoys buying petrol, I get that, like, go figure. Everyone wants to be liberated from that and also those nauseating two-for-one Kit Kat meal deal offers. Not going to miss that at all. 
A Tesla Model 3 rear-wheel drive is about 67000 bucks. Drive away if you buy one with your savings. And a Corolla Ascent Sport Hybrid hatch is about 36000 bucks. These cars exist in different pricing universes. There's 31000 bucks between them. The Tesla is nearly double the price of the Corolla. Nobody in their right mind would shop one against the other, statistically. But thanks to the high-tech miracle of government incentivization, the 31000 buck pricing difference between the Tesla and the Corolla is reduced to a little under six bucks a week. Incidentally, when I saw these figures for the first time, a hundred red flags just went up in the domain of, hmm, this sounds too good to be true. So I went back to the dudes at Novated Lease Australia and I said, worse than the effect of, hey, dudes, are you sure about this? And they got back to me kind of deadpan and said, yeah, we are sure. So there's that. So that sound you can hear is essentially the sound of the principal barrier to EV adoption in the minds of many people going under the bus. If you use a Novated lease, an EV is likely to cost you about the same as a roughly equivalent sized car. This has occurred because EVs and plug-in hybrids priced below the luxury car tax limit for green vehicles, which is currently $89,332 in the 2023-24 financial year, they incur zero FBT obligation, which is another massive saving right there. Conventional hybrids, such as that Corolla in the example versus the Model 3 rear-wheel drive, the hybrids that don't plug in, in other words, they're not eligible for this FBT benefit. And neither are conventional internal combustion cars. Only EVs and plug-in hybrids get the incentive. You'll need to work pretty closely with your Novated leasing provider to make sure that you don't blow that $89,332 limit for the zero FBT benefit. Because if you step over it, even by only a tiny amount, that benefit goes away and you will substantially diminish your tax savings. As for the recharging cost with EVs and plug-in hybrids, there are basically two ways to handle that. Firstly, if you use a public charger out on location somewhere, you'd typically get a tax invoice for that use. And that just goes into the running cost budget in much the same way as the fuel would in a conventional car. If you charge at home, it works like this. Because it's so unlikely that your home EV recharging setup would be on a separate meter, the ATO stipulates 4.2 cents per kilometer for recharging at home. Essentially, you just take a photograph of your odometer from time to time and your Novated leasing provider will reimburse you the 4.2 cents times the distance you've driven. So... That's pretty simple. I got the guys at Novated Lease Australia to price up another three Novateds for me. And I tried to make them as relevant to as many Australian employees as possible. The first one here is for a Ford Ranger Wild Track, which is one of the most popular vehicles in the country right now. 
All these are for four years for someone on 100,000 bucks a year annually. They've all got 37.5% balloon payments at the end, like a residual payment at the end of the contract. And they're all for driving 15,000 kilometers annually on a fully maintained package. So this is a dual cab range of wild track two litre auto, like the bi-turbo diesel four-cylinder. The headline here is $382.45 out of your take-home pay each week. That's $62 in saved income tax and $18.10 in saved GST, again, every week. And this really adds up, like the total tax saved over the four years is almost 17 grand. If you are on a hundred thousand bucks a year without the car, you are taking home a smidge over 1440 bucks a week. With the wild track, your take home is going to be just under $1,060. And that includes the maintenance and running costs. It's always a bit surprising to me how quickly these add up, you know. Maintenance, tyres, fuel, comprehensive insurance, rego, CTP, everyone's got their hands out. It's almost 7000 bucks a year right there. So it's kind of cool to be able to package that. Anyway, this is a car that costs mid-70s drive away and it's costing you under 400 bucks out of your take-home pay every week with a novated lease. Just under 20,000 bucks a year in other words for four years and your taxable income drops by about $9,400. A BYD SEAL which is a roughly $50,000 EV is going to be just under 200 bucks out of the same person's take-home pay each week thanks to those government incentives. 104 bucks off the income tax and 30 bucks off the GST every week. A much more premium EV, such as the Tesla Model Y rear-wheel drive, more or less a 70,000 buck proposition in cash, is just over $250 a week off your take-home pay or about $13,000 saved annually. Interestingly, the maintenance and operating budget for the Model Y runs at about $5,750. People who claim there are no operating costs with EVs tend to forget that they need new tires and occasional repairs and servicing, plus of course, insurance, rego, and CTP. There's even $693 in that budget for the electrons that keep the whole show on the road. I just want to cover off a couple of other things real quick for relevance so that you've got the full picture. Novated leases are only for people who are employees. You can own the business, certainly, but you need to be deriving an income from it to use a novated lease. If you're a sole trader or unemployed, a pensioner or independently wealthy, something of that nature, novated leases are not for you. You really need to be employed full-time or permanent part-time. If you're a casual, novated leases really not for you. All novated leasing companies are going to conduct a risk assessment of potential clients. So, if you've got a poor credit rating or bankruptcy lurking somewhere in your recent past or major defaults or a demonstrated inability to repay debts, that's going to be something of a problem. Maybe not an insurmountable one, but it is going to be an issue. So what if you have a novated lease and you lose your job or you resign, you get made redundant or change employers? 
I get that this is often not part of anyone's professional plan, but hey, it happens from time to time. If you're going from one employer to another and the new one also offers novated leases, it's probably going to be possible to shift the lease to a new employer. It's going to be paperwork, isn't there always, but that's generally the ideal solution. If you're just leaving the job for whatever reason and not heading for a new one, they're going to have to denovate that lease and remove the maintenance aspect from this arrangement and convert the remainder of the deal to conventional finance. This happens, of course, from time to time, but it's not ideal. You really should therefore think pretty hard about things such as your likely employment stability and the overall stability of the business and the industry that you're in at the outset of considering a novated lease. Stability is always good. Some people think that novated leases are only for comparative high flyers. And that's not really the case. You could get approval for a car in the sort of $30,000 ballpark if you're on a salary of $50,000 a year. It's kind of important to match the car with your ability to afford the repayments, obviously. There's still advantages to be derived even at this point. Depending on the lender though, the minimum amount for the car is going to be in that five dollars to $10,000 range. I don't know that there's a maximum per se for novated leases, but there typically are not too many novated leases on cars north of $150,000. We're really talking about mainstream cars here and sort of entry-level premium cars in the main for novated leases. As for the term of the lease, between one and five years is pretty typical. At the end of the lease, there are basically three options. You can pay the residual, including the GST, and you'll own the car outright. Or you can sell it privately or through a dealer. And if the sale amount exceeds the residual, you keep the profit and the profit is tax free. Finally, you could just hang on to the car and refinance the residual if needs be. If you're the breadwinner, that car could be an ideal second car for the family or the teenagers. Like, it's a pretty safe, modern, fuel-efficient car, and you know it's complete history from new. So it becomes the family's second ride, and you go again, perhaps, with another Novated, and then you rinse and repeat the process every few years. So anyway, thanks for sticking with me for this video. I know it's been something of an endurance event and everyone always has a thousand other things they could be doing instead of sitting here watching this video. I get that. So I certainly appreciate your time and I hope you've got more of a picture now about novated leases in 2024. If you've still got questions or you'd actually like to make this happen, hit the dudes up at novatedleaseaustralia.com.au. They will be happy to assist. novatedleaseaustralia.com.au. That's it from me. I'll catch you on the next one.